Welcome back into another episode of Husker Women's Wednesday, powered by Emeritus. I'm Jessica Cootie, and this week, joined by Husker senior gymnast, Kenzie Davis, but no stranger to the studio. You're back again, but on Husker Women's Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, you're in the midst of your senior season. You've got senior night coming up, not this weekend, but the next weekend. How does that feel? How does it feel to be a senior this season? Oh, my gosh. It is bittersweet. I'm so excited. I'm feeling very grateful to have made it to the end of my career. And I don't know, just looking back, it's been a lot of reflection. Um, really grateful, kind of, kind of sad, but at the same time, I mean, really just reassuring to look back and see everything I've accomplished. And yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful. It's crazy, too. The season is, is starting to wind down. You're on the downhill slope towards the postseason. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some really great things from this team so far this season. You guys have depth in a lot of on all the events, really. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about where you're at right now going into a couple of home meets and then before you guys start heading towards the postseason? Yeah, I think we feel good. I mean, we have a lot of meets under our belt at this point. Um, we definitely have areas of improvement that we focus on each week in the gym. And it seems like, you know, every time we kind of trend upwards, we have a little bit um, of something to overcome again, but that keeps us motivated and hungry to keep coming back. I think, you know, we've had a lot of experience at this point. So we're just continuing to work on confidence and consistency and we're gonna keep going to the end. I mean, every week is a new week in NCAA gymnastics. You never know what could happen. and. Um, things change, things fluctuate, and I think that we're just trying to finish out strong. And you know what? We're sitting in a, in a pretty good place. I mean, we just keep trying to be 1% better each week, and home and away has been hard with being on the road and everything. So we're looking forward to two home meets back-to-back, -back, our house. Um, I think we're feeling excited. You put up some massive scores on the bars this season. Uh, you've been the event specialist of the week uh, multiple times. Mm -hmm. What is it about the bars that you love so much being up there on those bars? I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, I compete vault and bars. Um, bars is such a vulnerable event, honestly, but I think it's such a beautiful one. It's kind of different than the other three. It's very flowy and graceful and um, at the same time, trying to be sharp and have that tenacity. And um, yeah, it's the perfect balance of both. But my favorite part is just nailing the dismount at the end. I mean, we do a bunch of skills on the bars, but once you wrap up the routine, I just feel like that exclamation point at the end is just really awesome. <laughs> So you get to um, watch up close and personal this floor lineup, which has been pretty special this season. Tell us about the floor. Mm -hmm. What is it about that that floor lineup that they just deliver, it seems like, every single meet? Yeah, our floor lineup, their talent and their confidence is undeniable. I mean, I have so much trust in every single athlete we put up in our lineup each week. And I know they're going to deliver. They know they're going to deliver. They get so hype. And... Yeah, the whole team on the sideline just rooting for them. Like, there's not an ounce of doubt in any of us. And I think usually floors at the end of the meet, and they just go out with a bang every single time, like, without fail. And I think it's definitely the highlight rotation of every meet we've gone to. So for you personally in, in the bars, and uh, you're still one of the best bars workers in the country, but you changed your routine this year. Take yeah. us through that decision, why you did that, and, and how that works in gymnastics where you don't want to lose any of your, your difficulty points and all of that. Yeah, so I actually did the routine that I did last year for like seven years. I did it in club gymnastics before college, and when I came to college, I had a choice if I wanted to keep doing it or not, and 
that just goes into how much bonus I really need. I was kind of an overachiever. I had way more skills than I needed, but it was high risk, high reward. And at the time I was doing it well. And I think it was noteworthy, noteworthy by the judges. So I decided to continue on with it. And I definitely got that reward freshman and sophomore year. But last year I began to have some struggles. I think mentally it became a tough routine for me and it was kind of me versus me. And I uh, didn't feel like it was most consistent. And I think my coaches thought the same. And at some point towards the end of the year, I was like, you know what, next year when I come back and do this, like I cannot do this routine anymore. And so I think at that point I knew before the season was even over, um, I wasn't going to want to do that routine anymore. So I trained the summer a lot to kind of make it more simple, but still starting from a 10. That's just how much bonus I had before I could take out a skill and still be completely fine. So um, this routine is much more comfortable for me and more consistent, easier for me to get through stamina-wise, strength-wise, and um, it's definitely paid off this year. I mean, I've had a lot more success just in the first half of this season than probably all of last season. Although I had a lot of potential, I think um, I'm actually meeting that this year, and so it's, it's a really good feeling to know that I made the right decision. Coach Brink was telling us that you put in a ton of work, not just, you know, in, in the gym, but mentally everything, every part of being an athlete. What, what was yeah. the stuff that you did before you even started the season to prepare yeah. yourself for this year? Yeah, um, I had a lot of things to reflect on last year. At the end, I wasn't the happiest version of myself, and I don't think I was the best version of myself. And so a lot of reflection, a lot of just work to figure out um, how I was going to get the most out of this season, how I was going to be the best teammate I could be. Um, it was a lot of hard work during the summer. I went home for six weeks, and I just trained. I had some quiet time by myself. I grew spiritually and just grew, kind of had that time for myself. Um, and, yeah, I think it was a lot of – it was a focus on um, a mental change, a switch of what I wanted, how I was going to achieve it, and – kind of some concrete goals I had for myself. Um, and inevitably, you know, I chase goals and I want to make myself proud. So I kind of had to hunker down and figure that out. And then when I came back here, back to Nebraska, um, I had to know that it was a fresh start and a clean slate with um, new opportunity, new year. And each day I try to get up and just remember that version of myself I want to be and this is probably one of my favorite years of college so far. So I'm feeling really grateful for all the work that I was able to put in and that it's paid off for me. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. You know, and, and that's another thing that Coach Brink pointed out is how big of a leader you've been and, and just bringing this team together. How much has that made you a better leader too? Just just wanting to be that better version and, and wanting to lead this team in your last season. Yeah, so much, so much better. Um, I know that I have that natural ability to be a leader. It kind of just was a decision of, you know, how was I going to do it if I wanted to do it? A lot of just back and forth moments. And I had to realize that, you know, being a leader is something that I can do and I can have an influence on my teammates. And I think I realized that last year that I do have an influence on my teammates one way or another. And I definitely want that lasting impression for it to be good. So that was actually the thing that kind of kept me coming back the most. Like I wanted to come back and regardless of what happened on the equipment this year, um, you know, my body's hurting, I'm getting older and nothing is lasting in gymnastics. You never know what could happen. I knew that like no one could take that away from me. And I have this experience under my belt that allows me to kind of step into that role. I have a lot of experience in high level competition and things I've qualified for as well as just kind of 
being on different teams that all have kind of worked differently. Um, and I think this, this team is really unique because we have a lot of adversity and a lot of depth, um, but we can like work together because everyone offers something different. So we are really strong um, as a unit. And I think in the past, like dealing with adversity and things like that hasn't always like been the best for us. So I think kind of stepping into that leadership role um, is what kind of motivates me each day. So one of the things people might not know about you, um, you've been a big part of this program for, for several years, but you've battled a pretty serious health condition throughout uh, really your entire gymnastics career, right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the scoliosis, how it came about and, and how you have battled, I guess, throughout your entire gymnastics career? Yeah, so they found the scoliosis when I was 14. Um, I had taken some falls on bars and I actually went to go see just a chiropractor and for my initial visit, they gave me an x-ray and I had just a little curve at the time and uh, we just kind of kept an eye on it, but it grew significantly over my teenage years um, as I continued to grow and I'm kind of taller for a gymnast, I would say. Um, so at this point, it's about 63 degrees and um, I had to have one of those hard shell back braces, you know, to kind of stop it and that did work, but eventually when I stopped growing, you know, I could ditch that. And so it just continued to progress. And um, yeah, it creates a lot of problems for me, honestly. My hips are completely misaligned. So my legs have a lot of issues um, kind of that run down my leg, my lower back, my upper back. Everything that I do is not symmetrical. So even simple tasks or skills that would hurt a normal person's back or body that pressure kind of distributes not equally in my back. So um, just one wrong landing can kind of flare it up for a while. And I mean, actually, a couple doctors told me to just kind of be done before I even got to college. Um, but there was one doctor who I stick with now who kind of told me to just keep going that I wasn't going to make it worse or hinder myself more. It was just a pain tolerance. And since then, I've had at least five successful years in my career. So um, I think that kind of just goes to show my grit, but it's, it's not been easy at all. I mean, there's times I've had to take a step back. I had to retire an event completely. I used to do beam, but um, it was just a little too much as I got older. And so even being in the position I am now, I'm grateful every single day, and I'm just trying to make it here to the end. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot of maintaining. People might be wondering why. Why go through that to still be able to do gymnastics? Because it's hard on your body as it is, and then to mm -hmm. battle scoliosis on top of that. What what kept you pushing through it? Um, I just had big dreams and big goals. And yes, I had back pain prior to college, but I knew that my story was not over yet. I knew I was meant to come and um, just had a lot of goals, honestly. And I tried to take it year by year. After sophomore year, I had a little scare because I didn't know if that would be the end or not. I started dealing with some like numbness in my leg and weird kind of pinched nerves, but we handled that with some cortisone shots and injections like that to maintain it, and it got better. And as long as it's not irritated or flaring up, it's pretty manageable. It's just kind of every once in a while when I take a wrong landing, but. Even then, I knew, like, okay, I guess if I can't do it, that's fine. But if there's even a little chance, like, I'm going to keep going until the end. And I just didn't want to end my time yet. I knew I could do it. I knew there was things I could do to maintain it. And I wasn't going to give up that easily. <laughs> 
Was it something though mentally you had to work through knowing that, you know, you, you do, you did want to be on all four events and you wanted to participate, mm -hmm. but you had to respect and understand your body and what you couldn't, what your limitations were on top of that too. Did you, did, was that something you had to work through? Yes, absolutely. Um, last year, that's actually what spiked kind of some of my struggles last year. My junior year, I was doing vault bars and beam and I had big goals and I'm a hard worker and I hate having to step away, but um, on beam, like I could not go on any longer because I couldn't do like any event. And so in that case, to compete at all, I really needed to make a decision. Um, and my body ultimately made that decision for me. I mean, it wasn't negotiable. Um, I had to step away from everything uh, in October towards the end of the year. And I started just back on bars. And then by December, I was able to add in vault. And then it was time to compete like that right away. So I never had time to step back onto beam. And uh, this season, I was, you know, blessed enough to be able to rest on vault a couple of weeks. But same thing. I mean, that's that's really hard for me because I want to jump at every opportunity I have. But I'm kind of looking at it like it's a marathon, not a race. And to get me to the end and get me to postseason where I think I can have a big influence on the scores and consistency, that's more important to me. Um, but it's not easy. I mean, I, I'm very upset that I can't just do everything all the time like I used to, but that kind of just comes with the sport. There's a shelf life, you know? So trying to be mature about it in that manner and just understand that, like, I'm doing the best I can. Absolutely. It's also the, a good example of knowing your role and wanting to embrace your role within a team. I mean, for any sport, any athlete, you know, you not everybody can score the 30 points, but for you to have to understand, okay, this is my role and, and embracing your role, it seems like you've stepped into that and have understood, hey, even though I can't contribute like I want to, I can really do my part where I can. Yeah, and the first experience of that, the first week I took off vault uh, was when we went away to Maryland and that's where I, you know, was able to match my career high again on bars, first event of the meet. And I knew I had one job, one bar routine, and I just knew I was going to dial it in. Did that, and then my role didn't stop there. I mean, trying to rally the team together for the whole rest of the meet is what I mentioned earlier, part of the reason why I came back at all. I wanted to be able to be there for my teammates and know that although I'm not actively on this event, like, I'm here for you and whatever you need so that you can do the best routine for us as a team. So what's next? You have to have surgery, right, um, after the season? Yes, my surgery is scheduled for middle of June right now. So um, I'll graduate in May and move my things out, head home for a little bit. And, yes, yeah, surgery bound. I have been for years. It's always been that whenever you're done with your career, whenever you're retired, and it's always seemed so far away. I can't even believe it's here right now. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. It's going to be a pretty hefty recovery, and I'm going to need all the help I can get from my family. Um, but I know that my quality of life will improve. And, yeah, I mean, it's going to be I'll have two rods in my back with a ton of screws and be in the hospital a couple of days and kind of get back to walking and lots of walking, I hear, and up and down the stairs. But it'll be a bit of time before I can really exercise or, like, lift things like a normal person. Um, but I'm hoping I'll rebound quickly. I mean, my body's strong, but yeah, that's, I mean, after season, it's finishing spring semester of school, graduation, and then that's next on the list for sure. You will knock it out of the park. What would be your message to, you know, a little young girl that maybe is told they can't because of certain, a certain condition? I mean, just wanting to compete though and, and finding a way to be able to do what you love. 
Yes, I think, you know, that's a great that's a great question. I think I've done this over and over again in my career. If you want something, you really will make a way for it. I've had a ton of just even minor injuries that happen spur of the moment in the competition. And if you really want something, it's important to you. I promise you, you can do it. Like you can find the people who are going to support you and back you up. And of course, in a safe manner, like never do something that you can't. But don't listen to what people say if you can, if you can't do it, because the only person like that knows your body best is you. And I knew I could do it. And here I am like a whole college career down. And that never would have happened if I just kind of decided I couldn't either. So definitely with respect of other people's opinions. But yeah, I mean, don't let other people tell you what you can and can't do. Like if it's inside you and you know you can, then you can. That's awesome. Well, a um, couple meets left at home inside the Devaney Center. Uh, you guys got postseason ahead as well. But with uh, your career winding down, I think it's been documented, your legacy, both parents uh, came here and competed here. What has it meant to you to wear the Husker uniform, to wear that, that leotard and represent Nebraska? Yeah, it's meant everything. I mean, I have been able to have a ton of opportunities through being here at Nebraska, and it seems like every year and every month there's something new I'm able to achieve. and. I'm so grateful that this is where I ended up. I know what's meant to be. I am a legacy with my parents. And I think at the same time, I was also able to kind of make my own name for myself too. I don't feel like I was confined in any place because of my parents. So um, looking back at my career, like I have no regrets and I don't think it could have gone any better or any differently. I think everything turned out how it's supposed to. And yeah, wearing the N on my leotard means everything. It really just does. So what, what does this team need to do to start, um, you know, peaking at the right time here at the end of the season? Yeah, it's our confidence. I mean, my coach says our only team we need to worry about beating us is ourselves. And I think, you know, we can compare ourselves to other teams in the country or other scores. But if we focus on our own journey, um, we'll, we'll make it happen. And I think we need to have that um, unwavering confidence in ourselves and look back at our meets and look back at things that have gone well and just build upon that. And I think... Once we do that and we realize our potential, we'll be going through the roof. All right, and coming up this week, you got a quad meet with UNC, Illinois State, Southeast Missouri, or Illinois State and Southeast Missouri State, and then senior night. Mm-hmm. What would it mean to you guys? What would it mean to you personally to have a crowd out there supporting you guys these next couple of weekends? Yes, Husker Nation, you all have got to come out. We only have two home meets left, and senior night would mean everything. It's the alumni meet. It's Masters Classic. It's a quad meet, so it's exciting. There's a lot going on, teams on every event, but it's just our best way to go out with a bang last month of our home meets i mean we have two and then next time y'all can catch us is next january so you definitely don't want to miss it but we are fueled by that energy in the stands so if you haven't made it out yet or even if you have please come to our next two they're our last two and we'll put on a show for y'all oh i love it i love it great stuff as always appreciate your time and uh we'll look forward to a a long postseason, right, with, with Kenzie Davis. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And that is Kenzie Davis with Nebraska Women's Gymnastics joining us here on Husker Women's Wednesday, powered by Emeritus. Emeritus is proud to power Husker Women's Wednesday and all of Husker's women's sports. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Husker's Radio Network podcast.